Welcome to the family with Tom Bernard Podcast with Hackmaster Ralph Toy Basham, MD, and Andy Bernard. You know, there's a rumor that uh, Catherine and Alex might actually be on tomorrow. What? Well, let's see. Yeah, they're both on Wednesdays. Yeah. Okay, probably going to be they're on tomorrow. What do you know? Yeah, if they get back. Yeah, Choose to come back. back. That's true. It's a very good point. We shall take a break. Be right back. A little news and information. Second uh, part, we're going to have uh, Ms. Conlon on. It's going to be good time. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Podcast. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, this Brian's up. Summer is finally here, and if you're like me, you've got some serious riding planned. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at Dennis Kirk. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. It's like iTunes Shuffle No. You horn tootin' is all I got to say to everybody. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, You feel me? You see what I'm saying? In any case, so everything else is good. Everything's really good. Great to hear that uh, Viva Las Vegas song. That's one of my absolute favorites. Viva Las Vegas. Absolute. Why wouldn't it be? Oh, why wouldn't it be? Covered by so many uh, people as well. So, Oh, yeah, there's no song. doubt about it. You know, I, my mother loved Elvis. Therefore, when I, you know, growing up, I learned to love Elvis as well. Kind of an interesting story, of course. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, he had a 
quite the life. What, what age did he die? Like 42. Wow, that 42? I believe it was only 42. Oh, no, yeah. really? Well, he was born in 1935, and he died in 1977. Yeah, you're right. 42 years old, baby. Yeah. 42 years old. 42, and that's not, though, not, not too old. And, and what did he die from? Was it a drug-related? or I believe it? it was, yeah, an overdose. Let's see. Cause of death. He fell off the toilet, I know that. He was reading the Bible in the toilet when he died. Did you know that? Reading the Bible? I don't he was know. Reading the Bible in the toilet. I don't toilet. know if that's an urban legend or if that's actually uh, real or not. Be pretty accurate, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, the autopsy, which didn't happen until '94. Oh, that's when the autopsy was opened. The the report uh, basically said that it was a sudden heart attack. Oh, so it was at 42. You know, rock and roll lifestyle. That's. Heart attack due to drugs is the most likely uh, explanation. So a heart attack due to drugs, you said. That's the deal. Well, the autopsy just said heart attack, but, you know. Okay. Well, I think they were being polite. Yeah, they, they say a lot, yeah, the autopsy can say a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yes, they, that's true. You know, it, it's a, it doesn't really matter. I mean, why they, since he didn't die in the hospital, that's why they, why they did the autopsy. It's, is, it, was it, is there a reason sure for it? he wasn't murdered or something? Yeah, I guess. No, he wasn't murdered. He wasn't murdered. <laughs> he's died of a heart attack, or he wasn't murdered. Yeah, exactly. I mean, he had, I'm sure he had a lot of beneficiaries getting a lot of money, so, you know. Mm-hmm. And is his state worth more after his death, or? Oh, I think it's worth I, a lot more. You know, it's just, that's oh, it's f- worth a lot more. He, he was almost broke when he died. He had pissed away all, almost all of his money. Well, yeah. Michael Jackson was the same kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, same story. You're absolutely right. Sorry about that. I had to print that uh, out. Elvis was worth $5 million at the time of his death in 1977. And now he's worth, what, a billion? Well, let's do the inflation calculation here. $5 million, 1977. Well, I just say, what, what's the estate worth now? So right in today's money, when he died, he was worth $24 million. Not exactly what I'd call broke, but... Uh, well, that's true, yeah. And what is it worth now? His estate, his whole, whole estate, the whole deal. Whole shoot match. Shebang. The whole shebang. It's going to be a while. <laughs> Never mind, man. I don't know why. Never mind what, when I was born or died or any of that stuff. It's unbelievable, man. Ah, here we go. $500 million. From $5 million to $500 million? That's quite the jump. Uh, yeah, I'd say so. God, it's just so bad. You know, it's just really, really unfortunate. The guy had only lived to 42 because he just—he was never comfortable in his own skin, was he? Well, you don't generally abuse prescription drugs if you are. Yeah, but he was hitting, he was hitting the uh, uh, peanut butter and banana sandwiches. The That's banana sure. much. He was hitting them pretty hard. He was in very bad shape by the time he died. Well, they actually say the reason that he died was because he uh, was in such bad shape that basically – he clamped his uh, aorta when he was trying to go to the bathroom. Yep. Which is, that's that's bad shape. <laughs> he closed his aorta and was somehow. Oh, man. How do you do that? I think just from having. Well, if you have so much interabdominal fat that you, yep. when you bear down, that just. Oh, yeah, that's your, true. Your, your yep. abdominal muscle, your, everything pushes that fat back against your order, aorta uh-huh. and can, uh, you know, or, or if not collapse it, restrict its flow, and that could have just. That could have been uh, you collapse the that aorta. That's the end of you. It's, well, it's, it's your well, that, no, it's that. It's just your, the the uh, afterload on your heart gets so great mm-hmm. uh, from the pressure that you know just is hard on your heart and pop the gasket. Yep, pop the bolt. Pretty much, yeah. Pop the gasket, man. It's unbelievable. Yeah. So he was uh, forty-two, and I that's 
Oh, man, that's young. Man, that is really young. Well, you that's what correct. happens when very poor people get a whole lot of money in a short amount of time. Or they, it can happen. It doesn't always happen, but... It often know, happens. Yeah. I'd say the uh, risk factor is uh, high enough to be something of a concern for any time it happens. Yeah. And he has, he has so much fame and, you know, just people <laughs> fawning over him all the time. You can't do you that. Know, you know. It's bad for the human psyche. Yep. It is. It's it's a, it's not a positive uh, system. No, so, it's not. Unless you limit it to a certain extent. You know, and some actors have done that. Like Tom Hanks has done that. That comes to mind. I mean, he's never he's not in the limelight that much unless he's doing a film. He's uh, doing pub. But by and large, you know, there's a lot of people that aren't sending out uh, uh, press releases to the paparazzi to say exactly where they are so they can get their photos and everything all the time, I all know. the time. Can you it's, imagine living like that? No. And, and then then at some point in your life. You know, begging for it again, like Woody Allen. I mean, I, I, it's the that's the most to try to clear his name. I don't know. It doesn't make a lot of sense to do an interview like that, man. Hold me back. I can't wait to see it. Mm, I know. Yeah. Well, technically speaking, he didn't do anything illegal, right? No, but it just it's just weird. It just very weird. A little too, you know, a little too creepy. You know, just yeah. You know, and he's a talented guy, and you know, it just has. What was the last one of those tortured genius types? Uh... I wouldn't give him the genius uh, moniker, but I would. You know, I think he's he's a tortured individual. He's sort of, for whatever reason, I think he has his own problems and issues. But seems that way. But no, I'm not. I'm not hard pass on uh, Alec Baldwin interviewing Woody Allen. <laughs> I just I've never really cared about celebrities <clears throat> to any real degree. Well, that's because you knew so many, though. I think it could be, yeah. You know, I, I just think you've known so many celebrities in your life, you don't care about celebrities. Yeah, that's true. Or if you grew up with a celebrity, uh, not that you did. Who? Not that you did. I mean, what are you talking about? But you, 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 just, you, see, know. you see that these people are just regular people, and you don't really, okay, so. Yeah, pretty much. There's no. There's no. There's, there's less mystique when you've actually met a lot or of them. Or no mystique. Or, yeah, or none, really. No mystique. I mean, yeah. I mean, there's, you know, you know, with, you know, even though Josh and Ashley really weren't, you know, that big of a town, or actually wasn't that big of a town. I mean, still, he's, there's no mystique here. They just, it's a job. They're able to do a job, a certain job yep. in a way that other people maybe can't or choose not to. So hey, You were talking about your mom crying when Elvis died. Yes, sir. I cannot think of any celebrity that I would feel that strongly about right, if they right. were to die. No, I think you're I mean, right like, you know, that. when people die young, it's always, you know, tragic, but... I don't know. It's like I don't think there's a whole lot of them that would really like horribly impact me. Aside from family, is there Aside anybody from, you would cry? Well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah, I would have to at least, at the very least, know them well. Yeah. But other than that, it's like I don't know. I've never met them. They could be an awful person for all I know. <laughs> well, some of them. Are, you know, well, I give them the benefit of the. You know, what's interesting about that in my life because you know it all started with Capitol Records, obviously meeting all those people. Generally, the bigger the star somebody is, the nicer they are. Like, you know, if they're really, truly big star, it's the people who want to be a big star that are arrogant as hell. Well, I think it's less arrogance. I think it's an inferiority complex disguised as arrogance. They're all, you know, they see people like Tom Cruise, and they know that they're the same thing but inferior so they feel they get that complex because their entire life is basically about becoming rich and famous so yes. if there's someone out there who did it better than them then they feel inferior so that they oh, that's right. and the pretty much the textbook 
reaction to an inferiority complex is overcompensating by acting like a jackass. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. So if you really are a star, you don't have to act like that. Exactly. If someone tries really, really hard to let you know how great they are, that generally means they have very low self-worth. Yeah. It's paradoxical, but that's generally how it goes. Yeah, that's sort of the the knee-jerk reaction, or or at least the, the impression that you get from them is that. Exactly. I mean, whether they're doing it actively or it's more Well, yeah, passive, they might not be doing it on purpose. It's, yeah. you know, if it's really tearing them up inside, it's going to come out in some way, involuntary or otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. Well, I, you know, I just, thank God I'm not up to Envy deal is, with that sort of stuff. Envy is not a good thing. No. I know. Yeah. No, that is very true. Is envy is not a good thing, and that's just how that and is. No matter who you are, there's someone out there who did it better than you. So. Oh, and it's right. going to be richer just, than you, and it's going to be more powerful than you. Yep. And they say there's always Just don't some, worry about it. I'm sure there's someone out there who Tom Cruise wishes he was, but... Marlon you know, Brando. Brando is, it's almost everyone's always, always going to be, yeah, everyone's always going to have some hero they can never measure up to. I thought it'd be Red Skelton. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's Red Skelton, bro. That's probably accurate, you know. Yeah, so he is it the, yeah, Marlon Brando. Just hey, it was just the uh, and look at him, you know, he even had yeah, his issues. He had his issues too. Uh, yes, he did, didn't he? <laughs> no doubt about he that. He went to Paul Messon. He's, he's just, Paul Messon. Uh, no, that's not that's not was that that's not Marlon Brando. That's no, that uh, was, oh, uh, no, that was um, Orville Redenbach or what the hell is his name? I can't remember. <laughs> What the hell is it? I can see his face for Christ's sake. Orson Welles. No, not Jack. It's Orson no. Welles. Orson, Orson Welles. Welles. There you go. Orville Redbucker. Orville Redbucker. Which of those old, close. fat, famous guys? Oh, well, that's nice, oh, Andy. Man. Old, fat, famous guys. Well, I mean, they all kind of do blend together well, after they, a certain they, point. They, yeah, they get to this point where they, they carry extra weight, and then they bloat up. Then they yeah, get they bloated sure looking. It's You know, they, it's a f- odd Well, I think they were transition. also all alcoholics, so, you know. You, what, you, well, yeah, alcoholism was huge back in that era. You're absolutely mm-hmm. right about that. Marlon Brando was a drinker? Oh, God, yes. Huge. Huh. Did you ever hear what he used to do? Because he had, a, he had a, uh, a gate, but it was covered by – it looked like a row of hedges. But there actually was a gate that huh. was part of the hedge. That's cool. And if somebody could find the buzzer to ring, his, to ring in to see if they could talk to him, he would get on and do this fake accent that he made. Oh, Marlon, not here right now. <laughs> you do this fake made-up accent. It's like what a um. Oh, it's like what is what country is that supposed to be? <laughs> I don't really get it there, Marlon. But sort of, uh, you know, that's just me. Just that the just the Japanese, uh, Peruvian, Spanish kind mm-hmm. of accent, exactly kind of thing. Do you want to take the break here, Andy? Because uh, uh, we're at forty. You want to wait a couple more minutes? It's up to you. Yeah, forty-two would be a good. Uh, okay, we'll do we'll do forty. Do yeah, that sounds good. We'll we'll get it done then. And then and she'll call Skype. Indeed, she'll call in. Everything will be good. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we got it out on time. But yeah, what the hell? It's just that whole thing. But but isn't it kind of predictable? You see these certain people and go, yeah, that guy's got no chance of living to, to an old age. Hey, well, yeah, there yeah. are people like you. Just know in advance. You they you just. They have no chance of living at all. Yeah, I mean, they, you see it all the time, uh, you know, with the you know, inevitable uh, drug overdosing and yeah. drug use and well, abuse the, and things uh, like that. One of the more famous ones for my generation was Amy Winehouse. Yeah, Her exactly. song, They Tried to Make Me Go to Rehab, and I said no. And then I don't want to she agree. overdosed. So it's, you know. The, that being said, 
you know, the Rolling Stones, they did their drug, they did their share of uh, drugs and heroin, and they're still ticking right along. Yeah, they well, did. Well, back then it seemed there was less of the just like straight up overdosing, like you know, you you hit the needle and you're dead, that kind of thing, because there was less things like fentanyl and adulteration, mm-hmm. that right. sort of thing. Yeah. It was more like a slow burn, you know, drinking yourself to death kind of thing back then. Yeah. Whereas now, yeah, you uh, uh, freebase the wrong thing and you're instantly dead. Yeah, you 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 are blue, and yep. unless they get you your uh, Narcan, uh, Narcan squirt up the nose. I mean, it just what a, what yeah, a that, mess. How, how does that feel? That Narcan up the nose. Well, well I what, hear it, it's it, extremely it, unpleasant. It, well, what happens is That's it immediately throws you into withdrawal. Yep. I mean, there. Well, and it blocks like, all of your opiate receptors. That's right. So you, the human body makes opiates. Yeah. Very or, weak ones, endogenous opiates. That are basically there to like make pain a little more bearable. Like when you have the adrenaline going, your body will make those endogenous opiates so that you can ignore the pain for a little while. So you always have a small amount of opiate in your system. It might be a microscopic amount at points, but you always have some. You get the Narcan, all of that goes away. So now all of the pain you are feeling 100%. Yeah. Uh, and it. It'll do that until it wears off. And if you're an addict, uh, your opiate receptors are already trying so hard to function and your pain receptors are already amped up so much because they're so used to being numb that you are now probably feeling pain three times as badly as... Or you go into withdrawal. You go into that immediate withdrawal of just feeling that's part of feeling trouble, being sick to your stomach, just like, oh, that's a misery. Opiate withdrawal is... Extremely unpleasant. That's why they give you methadone, which is a powerful opiate in and of itself, but it's a long-lasting one. And they try to withdraw you from so they, that. Yeah, exactly. It's easier to withdraw from something like that than something like heroin. But at some point, you're going to have to go through a little bit of that to misery it, yeah. to, to, if you want to get off the uh, narcotics altogether. Better than chasing the dragon, though. We better take a break. Yes. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Our special guest is up next with the family on the Tom Bernard Podcast. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. 
Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. If you were like me and constantly finding yourself in weight loss mode, I have great news. Continuum is here. It's new and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They're upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation. Find out more today. Simply go to their website, Continuum Weight weightwellbeing.com or call or text them at 952-491-6527 and catch the Continuum team on my podcast on Thursdays, 11.15 a.m. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing Life Beyond Weight Loss Mode. Play Nitro again. There you go. Now we're talking. iTunes Ascension. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Our special guest with us, Lauren Conlon. Lauren, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Marvelous. You know, we have a lot in common, actually, because you were uh, just reading your bio, and Billy Bob Thornton is one of my favorite people. Matter of fact, Billy Bob did something for me once, which I didn't see coming. I was talking to him, and I had interviewed him a number of times on this show, and I do a morning show in town as well. But somebody called mm. in and said, it's so cool to listen to you guys because you're such good friends. And it all." I said, well, I can't really say that Billy Bob is not my friend. He goes, yes, you are. How sweet ah. was that? Wasn't that sweet? That is so sweet. He's a really, really nice man. He I is. find him to be so interesting. No, I, I agree with you completely. That's He's a good interview. And a great actor. He is a tremendous actor, I think. Yes. Yeah. No doubt about I it. I agree as well. He's always been a favorite, and I loved the show Goliath. I'm so sad it's not on anymore. Oh, yeah, the, the final season was this year, wasn't it? Yes, it was so good. Yeah, he's very, it very was good. so Billy Bob. Like, if there, right, if there was a character for him, it would be this guy. Yeah, no Billy no McBride. <laughs> so, Lauren, how'd you get involved in the business? For, did you start out in radio? So I actually didn't, Tom. It's really funny. I started out as George Whipple of New York One. Now, this name might not be familiar to, to anyone in um, where you are. I believe it's, it's Minneapolis. Is that right? Indeed. Okay. So George Whipple, we call him the eyebrows man. If anyone wants to Google him, his eyebrows are out of this world. <laughs> um, but he has been a New York City entertainment reporter for New York One for a very long time. I started out as his EP, and we were going to all these red carpets, and it was just so incredible, putting together these amazing packages for Tribeca Film Festival, Mm -hmm. and, you know, a bunch of different, uh, you know, movie openings, and it was just, it was great. And finally, you know, I said, I just want to do this myself. I'm very, I I, I don't want to say I'm sick of being behind the scenes, but I just know that I could really... I could really get a lot out of these actors and these directors and these performers. So I decided to start a podcast um, called Red Carpet Rendezvous, where right. I hit all the carpets. Right. And, um, you know, I, bring, I brought the interviews to, to the podcast. So that was very cool. Basically, was showing everybody that it's not quite as glamorous as you think. I mean, I get shoved, pushed. 
told to F off. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. It's, it's not that glamorous. <laughs> well, that's so, true. You're right. Hit, wait, Tom, hitting the head with cameras? I mean, it, it's, it's just nuts. But... Yeah, but I love it. I love what I do. No, I can understand that. You worked some great places. As a matter of fact, uh, from 19, God, what was it, 1979 to 1986, my wife and I lived at 20th Street and 2nd Avenue in New York. I was just doing a bunch of voiceover at the time. And then we found out Andy, who is on this show right now engineering it, we found out we were going to have a baby in 1986. And Catherine said, well, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to move back to Minneapolis and literally, I hung up with her, and I got the phone rang, and I picked it up, and Dave Hamilton said, hey, do you have any interest in doing our morning show here in Minneapolis? I said, sure, I need a job. I mean, what timing? Uh, it was a mate, and I've been there for 37 years now, so there you go. Wait, I love that. You are definitely not a job snob. You love being at the same place. I love that about you. Oh, no, I do. Oh, I, 37 yeah. years, that's how old I am. So Andy must be 35, right? Indeed. Yep, sure that's am. exactly right. Yes, Andy, that's hot. I love that for you. I'm an older woman, but I'm married. It's fine. I just, the best age, I you think? I like to, you know, I like to. <laughs> um, the best age. Actually, you know what? When I do interviews, I tell people that I'm 35, so I do think 35 is a good age. Yeah, I guess I blew up my spot now. Whatever. <laughs> but, I mean, Lauren, talking right? about radio. You're, you're mature enough. You're, you're young, mature, but you're old enough, if that makes sense. Right, exactly. You're not a you're not a yeah. young idiot anymore. Exactly. You can say it. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah, not a young idiot anymore. Mm-hmm. I said it. No, I got to say <laughs> something, Lauren. You're young enough that maybe you don't even realize. I hope you do, but maybe you don't realize the radio stations you've been on: WABC, WOR. Those are legendary radio stations, sister. Yeah. No, I do realize it. I got so lucky, Tom. I just, I want to tell everybody that I, um, you know, I pulled my radio and television career really out of my butt, if that makes sense. Oh, that's good. I went to school for theater. I did. I I pulled it out. I manifested it. I'm very big on fake it till you make it. And, um, you know, I I managed to weasel my way into two iconic places, um, you know, with, with no radio experience whatsoever, just podcasting experience. So I am very proud of that. And I will just tell people, just be, be um, persistent and aggressive, but not annoying, if that makes sense. No, it does. It absolutely <laughs> it's makes sense. a fine sense. line. Yeah, it's a fine line, right? So, Lauren, what are you covering right now? Oh, boy. So, oh, boy. Gosh, in your city. It, no, it's been crazy in the city the last couple right. of weeks with the Tribeca Film Festival, um, you know, and the Broadway Award shows with the Tonys and the Drama League. So, actually, it's just quieting down this week. So, I was deep into Tribeca last week, and I want to make everyone aware um, the new Jessica Chastain film that's coming out July 1st is called The Forgiven. I highly recommend it. It's such an interesting movie, and it also stars Ray Fiennes, who I have been obsessed with since Schindler's List. He's an incredible actor. I interviewed Jessica at Tribeca, and she just had amazing things to say about working on this film. And it's just a beautiful film. It's a little creepy, a little bit of a thriller based in Morocco. I won't give it away, but at the beginning of the movie, Rafe and Jessica play husband and wife, and they um, hit someone. Uh, on the streets of Morocco, ooh, and he ooh. happens to be someone, yeah, the son of someone very important, and that's all I'll say. So I would keep an eye out for that, The Forgiven, July 1st. It's out. That sounds terrific. Well, I need a good movie. I, uh, Lauren, you may never talk to me again after I say this because I'm the only person in America that says this, but I did not care for Top Gun Maverick. I thought it was way too long. Oh. I, I, I said, <laughs> shorten that thing up by about an hour. I'll be good to go. Wait, I actually don't 
you're I feel like we're the same person, Tom. I really Uh-oh. don't hate you for that. I Good. I love uh, no, honestly, I, I thought the godfather could have been cut short, okay? I'm the worst. <laughs> that, so I'm gonna get like that is like blasphemy right there. I'm with you. Don't even. I'm with you. It's just too long. Two and a half hours. Two forty. Whatever it is. Talk to Maverick is two forty. I believe. Yeah, it's it's two forty. Wow, that is way long. That that is long. It's way too long. Yeah. No, it is. I'm. I've been a big uh, proponent for a lot of Broadway shows. Have um, made their the new shows have been ninety minutes, and it's amazing. No intermission. You know, you get drink and your snack before you're in. You're out. If you have kids, you can bring them. I'm Uh. all about the. The short movies, the short shows, the short meetings, anything that can be an email, Tom, send an email. I'm not about those meetings. Well, how are people <laughs> I don't do- know how I just got there, but yeah. Yeah, exactly. How, do, how are people handling the fact that streaming right now is much better than movies, at least in my estimate? Hey, you start with the offer and go, go from there. Streaming right mm. now is just killing it. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And um, I there is something about seeing new movies, though, in a theater to me. Yeah, I know. That is just so magical (laughs) right like i just feel like i have to go see you know a a new movie that i'm really anticipating in the theaters i cannot watch it um at home but that being said i mean yeah like it's funny streaming is doing super well but netflix stock has has tanked tanked yep terribly just based on all of the decisions they've made with programming uh, you know, the last year. So it's it's really, it's crazy. I don't know what to make of this world half the time. Well, it's kind of interesting you brought that up because the only thing I now watch on Netflix, there's not a whole lot more there for me. I watch Cobra Kai. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That, okay. I have not started this season yet, but you're right. I watched that. Um, and I think that really is the only thing. I don't yeah. even know what I watch on Netflix it's, now. It's That's true. so funny you said that. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, it if just... anybody wants to hear from Martin Cove, you can go back to Red Carpet mm-hmm. Rendezvous. I interviewed him last January. He was incredible. Okay, I have a question for you. I'm glad you brought yeah. that up because I just interviewed him a couple months ago. Only he said about Ooh. five words. His daughter did all the talking. It was weird. Oh, uh, yeah. So that's <laughs> so funny. His do- that, no. Okay. So I was offered an interview you with his son and his daughter Jesse Cove and I forget her name she has yeah whatever so I literally was offered that and they're like or you can wait like two months and get him alone and I was like uh wait two months and get him alone duh so I mean I think I got them early earlier so that's why but yeah that is weird yeah and she did all the talking and he would just go yeah that's right it's like okay wait that that's crazy he you know what we zoomed and like i don't know tom i'm not ugly i'm not like the most beautiful woman but i'm definitely not ugly <laughs> okay. so maybe he appreciates that <laughs> okay i can well, understand I'm just saying you know you're on the radio and i was like face to face with him and i was full flirting with him a little bit and i was like "Ooh, marty calling him marty telling him he had great hair so i don't know maybe try that next time yeah i'm gonna tell marty <laughs> marty you've got such great hair yeah, that's what I'm gonna yeah, do. Lauren. That's what exactly. I'm gonna do. <laughs> who does your hair piece? Yeah, who does your hair piece? No, Lauren. Just, I mean, Tom. I know you've been in the business for 37 years, but like, mm-hmm. listen, this is free advice. I'm not gonna charge you. So. Well, thank you, thank you. Actually, it's 51. <laughs> no yeah. problem. I've been no in a business. I've been in a business for 51 years. It's just this current job I've been on 37 years. Oh goodness! Oh yeah. my goodness! Since yeah, I was you 18. have a great voice. I really enjoy listening well, to you. you. Well, I, I literally, I, when we lived in New York, all I did was, was uh, voiceover, and we just had a wonderful time. Although, making a good living and living in Manhattan is not a good combination. There's way too many 
things like eating and drinking you get involved in, then it's really dangerous. Yes. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> you're, you're definitely not wrong. You're not wrong. I was involved um, in a project called Flavors of New York a few months oh, yeah, ago. Sure. And we literally went to every restaurant, new restaurant or restaurants that were struggling. And um, we would feature a dish and a drink. And, man, I, we did these videos, this series. I gained so much weight from them. Oh, ah, you'll be fine. Yeah, can't do it anymore, but uh, it, it, was, it was fun. So where did you grow up? I actually grew up in New Hampshire, believe it or not. Really? And then I went, yeah, I'm, I'm a farm girl. But then I decided that I wanted to move to the big city, to Manhattan, for mm-hmm. um, theater, to pursue theater. And I got here, and I went to Marymount, and I was, very average. I was, you know, when you come from a small town, everyone's like, oh, you're so good. You're such a good dancer, a good singer. I was so average. It was disgusting. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, I was like, this might not be what I really want to do. So I, um, I went into communications and journalism. And um, yeah, the rest is history. See, I think that's wonderful. New Hampshire's not the worst place in the world to grow up, by the way. I think it worked well for a number of people. Yeah, talking about farm. Uh, I grew up out in Dayton, Minnesota. Yeah, on a farm. Uh, oh. On a farm, yeah. We had, we actually had corn growing on our property. Uh, closest <laughs> neighbor so was cool. about a probably at least a half a mile away, right? About that, yep. yeah. So, Long ways away. It's oh, yeah. true. I know exactly what you're talking about. And you miss that okay, a lot, Okay, but don't you? guys, I, I feel like my town still had like movie theaters and grocery stores and neighbors within a mile. I mean, you're making me out to be like a toothless. Uh, no, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, you know. Oh, that's Maine. You're thinking Maine. No, it was, it was definitely. No, yes, exactly. That's like Maine or Keene, New Hampshire, I'd say. But no, I think where I grew up in Bedford, New Hampshire, is so amazing because you're an hour from the city, which is Boston, an hour from the beach, you know, which is Portsmouth, an hour from the lake, an hour from the mountains. It's like you've really... Yeah. It's, it's very sad. So, yeah, but I, I love New York, and, you know, I, my husband gives me a lot of... Um, a lot of guff, but I just I don't want to leave for a really long time. I really love it here. Now, what does he do? He works in digital marketing, so he could pretty much oh, work sure. from yeah wherever. But you know, I just think that if I were to be you know brought back to New Hampshire, and which we spent a, a lot of the pandemic there because we have two young kids, we tried to make it as normal for them as possible. I just wasn't happy there, and I just feel like I. I don't know. I just can't be myself, guys. You know, I love the big city. I love just the, the events, the theater, the restaurants, and the nightlife. Well, maybe you and Adam Sandler could both move back because that's he's that's where he's from too. <laughs> yes, he's actually he's literally from a town over. Yeah, so we yeah. have a lot in common. We always go to the Puritan, the back room, which is where he used to work, and he always visits there when he's back. They have the best chicken fingers, you guys. You have to try them if you're ever there. What's the name of it? The Puritan, or it's also called the Back Room. The Puritan. But just, yeah, the Puritan. Yeah, Puritan. Dude, type that in if you ever go there. Google search it. Yeah, best chicken fingers ever. All right, sounds good. Okay, we need a couple of movies and a couple of TV shows you've been watching that you love. Ooh, yes. Oh, my gosh, my specialty. So you, did you bring up the offer, or did I just hear that? No, I did. I did, but I'd love to hear your take on it. Well, my, I mean, I just finished it uh, a few days ago, and I am just, I was so moved by this. And mm-hmm. I was also, I have this fascination um, with the 
mafia. And I, I feel like I'm not alone in this. It's just so intriguing. And it's so funny to me. I mean, in the 80s, they were just so dumb back then. Like these Italian guys, I'm sorry to say. <laughs> well. like, they, were so, they were the dumbest criminals, you know? And it makes you realize, like, this is why the mafia was pretty much disbanded. They were so silly. They were so dumb. Um, so, but no, I, I, I have to say the acting in this, Miles Teller, incredible. Absolutely yes. incredible. Oh, he's phenomenal. The story. Yep. Right. I mean, phenomenal. Giovanni Rabisi mm-hmm. as Joe Colombo. I mean, the, his voice was was questionable to me. Right. That gruff voice he had. But, you know, I he made the choice. It was consistent mm-hmm. and, and he stuck with it. And I, and I appreciate that. But um, that was definitely one of my favorite shows. Now, I'm also watching something super creepy and very confusing called Shining Girls on Apple TV. Have oh, you heard of that? Uh, no, I don't know that one. What's that all about? Okay, so Shining Girls, I'm on episode three. It stars um, What's-Her-Face from Handmaid's Tale, Elizabeth Moss, and Philippa Sue, who's also a Broadway star. Yeah, so this is an interesting one. It's very confusing, and I I still can't figure it out, but I'm on the edge of my seat. It's sort of a a thriller mystery about a girl who gets attacked, and she, um, her attacker is still out there, and he attacks someone else, and they end up dying, and she ends up trying to help figure uh, out this case. So I would recommend that for anyone that likes true crime, which basically is every female out there over the age of 27. Boy, that is one thing about streaming. If you watch a true crime story, you're going to get about things you like, 55 true crime shows. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes, Tom, you're absolutely right. Or, I mean, yeah, no, I always get that stuff. I also uh, just finished something about Pam, which I really liked on Hulu as well. Oh, what was it? Something about did you who? Watch, did, did you watch that one? Something about Pam? <clears throat> I did not. What's that all about? That one is with Renee Zellweger, also a true crime <clears throat> story. Oh, you Actually, know what? Keith Morrison, yeah, he did the podcast. <clears throat> you know I did watch it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was that was a good one. I really enjoyed that one as well. She so was I'd recommend terrific. that. And she put on a lot of weight for that movie, which I was kind of surprised by. I mean, don't you think Renee Zellberger's body has just been through it by now? Like, between Bridget Jones and this and just all her weight gain and loss over, like, the course of her career? (laughs) Tom is having a coughing fit right now, so he's going to get something to drink. Oh, okay. You know what? I I can keep talking, so don't worry about that. Um, Okay, I can tell you what I've been watching lately. Uh, It's the show called... Oh, tell me. It's a show called Bluey. So it's a cartoon dog. I just had a baby, so... Oh, congratulations. My kids watch Bluey yep. also. Yeah, he's, I mean, yeah. he's only seven months old, so he doesn't really know what he's looking at, but he sure likes looking at it. That <laughs> is that? so much fun. Are you getting any sleep? Oh, yeah, he's a champion sleeper. <clears throat> He'll sleep from 7 p.m. to 11 a.m. Really? What? Oh, God, yeah, he can sleep. I think he that got that is... from me. That's incredible. My first daughter did not sleep, so I had to sleep train her. I read this book, and I became a sleep Nazi and just got her to sleep <laughs> from sleep 7 to Nazi. 7. You kind of have to, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You kind of have to do that. You got to. That's what, the, I mean, well, Alex's <laughs> yeah. first, the Fawn, she slept really well, didn't she? Yes. But then Sage, her second one, Doesn't he basically sleep. didn't sleep at all. So. No. You never really know. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And that's so funny because my second one, I did not have to sleep train. He slept on his own at about 10 weeks. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But my kids are also, they're Amazons. They were like nine pounds when they were born. They oh, were wow. just like so large. 
Yeah, yeah I know. So they were already like full grown humans. So. <laughs> you know, it's so it's, Lauren. Sorry about that, but the grass pollen is just killing me right now. Oh yeah, me too. <clears throat> oh I don't know gosh. What... Hey, Tom, I have a cold. I had a permanent cold now. I feel like I have long uh, COVID or something. Yeah, so, well, it kind of seems like, kind of seems like, what were you guys just talking about just because I want to. Something about Pam? Oh, something about Oh, that. yes. The thing about Pam. We is were talking whatever. about something about Pam. Yes. Yeah. That the was, thing about Pam, yes. The thing about that, that's right. The thing about Pam, yeah. That, yeah. She, she was absolutely terrific. She, well, I've always liked her anyway, but she was really good in that show. Oh, my gosh. So good. And Katie Mixon, I mean. Yep. I'll say I loved her in Eastbound and Down. So watching her transformation of her weight gain, too, I was very surprised to see that. And her short hair, I was like, whoa, do you guys yeah. remember her in Eastbound and Down? Oh, God, yeah. yes, absolutely. She looked a lot different. <laughs> what was the one show that yeah. she was on a sitcom, too? What was it? She, she was on, uh, Oh, yeah, American Housewife or something. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah, oh, she was also on the, um, um, the Melissa McCarthy show. Oh, yeah. Excuse is that what her. it was called, the Melissa McCarthy show? Or was it called something else? No, it was called something else. Who are we talking it, about? Oh, Melissa McCarthy. Katie Mixon. Katie Mixon, yeah. She was on, yeah. what the hell? I, I don't know. I, I, I didn't watch that. Let's see. I can't remember the name of the show, but she, Katie. Oh, yeah, I recognize her. What, what is it? Uh, let's see. She started on that show. To IMDb we go. Yeah, here we go. Because yeah. there, there's one thing about her Halloween costume that I got to tell you on that very first show she was on. It was very funny. Because she was on really? something called American Housewife. Yeah, but before that. Mike yeah. and Molly. Mike yes. and Molly. She was on Mike, Mike and, Molly. and Molly. I couldn't, I couldn't think of the name. I couldn't either. I couldn't think of it either. Yeah, she was hot, right? Like, she was sexy on that show. And then she kind of just let herself go after she had kids. But, Lauren, this is the greatest part of it. She was very sexy on that show, a beautiful young woman. And she needed to get mm. a Halloween costume. you know what her Halloween costume was? What? She just attached a third breast to her chest. <laughs> It was hilarious. But, like, what is she supposed to be? I don't understand what you're supposed to be with that. Well, what was that? Total Recall, I think? (laughs) Was it? I mean, what? God, that was funny. Listen, Tom, I guess you had to see it. Maybe I should Google this on YouTube or something. Yeah, you'd have to see it. You're absolutely right about that. But just Google Google Katie Mixon Third Breast. I'm sure you'll find it. I'm sure it'll (laughs) pop up. Yes, it will definitely pop up. There's no question about it. Oh, my gosh. This is why I um, go private on my Google searches. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I just had to Google. Oh, yeah. um, My dad was talking about a news story that he read. So uh, there was like a break in, and this guy was talking to the cops, and he said something about how he was. No, he wasn't talking he... to the cops. He was talking to a TV reporter. Oh, to the TV it reporter. Was on television. Yeah, and he was said, "Oh, and I was oh, whacking God. my meat at the time." I was whacking my <gasps> meat at the time. He said on and television. And so Dad's like, "Oh yeah, okay, can you find that story?" I'm like, "Yes, I'll just Google whacking <laughs> oh, my, my meat." And... <laughs> I'm sure that'll go well. Wait, That's a good idea. That is. So funny. That is exactly, you know, what's so funny. I was thinking the other day, there was this old Chuck E. Cheese Twitter account that used to just make fun of the rat. And I was trying to find the Twitter and I was typing in the creepy tweets that he wrote into my Google account. It was very late at night. And I found myself typing in spank my fat rat like ASS. I'm literally like, what am I typing in right now? Whoever finds this is going to become so crazy. But it was the funniest Twitter account. Like, Yeah, that's not good. So, Lauren, I need a couple of movies to see. Because, like I said, you and I agree on the movies are too long. Are are there a couple of movies out there that are maybe an hour and 40 minutes, something like that? Anything good that I could watch? Because I need to watch a movie, but they're too damn long. 
I like the. Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, let's see. So we talked about The Forgiven. I would definitely watch that. Um, there also is a movie that I just covered. It's called Abandoned. And that is starring um, Michael Shannon Ooh, and Emma, like uh, Emma Roberts. <clears throat> Wonderful. Yes, he is very creepy. Very, very creepy in that. So um, that is about a couple that moves to a house. Um, the wife is very postpartum. So she, it really touches on some mental illness, which I, I thought to be um, interesting because it's very relevant right now. And Michael Shannon is the creepy neighbor that kind of ends up telling this couple about what happened in the house. And there's lots of twists and turns, and I, I won't tell you anything else, but that is out now, and that's called Abandoned. Abandoned with Michael Shannon. And the other yes. one, what's the other one called? The first one you were talking about? The Forgiven. The Forgiven. The Forgiven. The Abandoned yep. and the, un- so, the Unforgiven and the Abandoned. Nice, nice titles. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so it's it's um, I, it's so funny. I covered these movies basically in the same week, and I got a little confused as well. I was like, Abandoned, Forgiven? I'm, I'm very confused. Um, I don't know why they're not similar, but, you know. No, no, I do it's understand. It's hard to keep up with everything, you know? No question about it. So what's on the what's on the docket for you now? What, what do you got coming up next? Well, um, my podcast with Jeff Timmons, who is part oh, yeah. of the boy band 98. Sure. Yeah, that's out today. Um, we have a special guest, and it's Chris Kirkpatrick of NSYNC, who I grew up absolutely loving. So it was a great moment for me to interview him. I'm sure he hated me and all of my boy band questions, but um, Millennials Revealed is available wherever you get your podcasts. And I also um, have a podcast called Lauren Interviews, which I do every other week. So that'll be out next Wednesday. Um, Additionally, I'm on the Arthur Idala Power Hour doing entertainment every week. Um, That's on AM 970. And that I usually go on Wednesdays um, at 6:45, but I'll be on Thursday this week at 6:45. If anyone wants to listen, so all so, you do is work. That's what you're saying. It's work, work, work with you. No, I mean honestly, you guys. My kids are downstairs. I just picked them up from camp. I gave my daughter five dollars to watch my son. <laughs> so I say she works too. <laughs> that's a nice touch. Very nice. She's touch. Also, sorry, I should say she's six and he's three. <laughs> oh, that's very good. Lauren, you'll have to come back. Lauren so Conlon, ladies and gentlemen. Tom. What's that? I said, hopefully they're still alive down there. Well, that would be good, Lauren. That would be very nice. Yeah, you know. but I feel like I'll feel very, very um, accomplished. But thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun. Let me say this. If your kids aren't okay down there, you're going to be abandoned and unforgiven. So there you go. There Both you of go. your movies. Just... Oh, 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 what do you think oh, of that? Oh, that's you know what? The good there news go. is I can hear them screaming. So okay. We well, excellent. They're screaming for you. <laughs> Lauren, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Lauren Conlon, ladies and gentlemen. God, she works at every radio station in New York. She's got quite a bit of energy, don't you think? Yeah, I would say so. She was very pleasant, though. Yeah, she's very, very in the pipeline now. She she seems to have done very well for herself. Mm -hmm. It's great to hear. Well, now that she's been on our show, you know. Yeah, well, exactly. She's made it. So here's the deal. Now I at least have two movies that I can, because I do really like Michael Shannon a lot. And he was in Abandoned. He's in the Abandoned one, and the other one is called Unforgiven. Yeah, or Forgiven. The Forgiven. Oh, it's The I Forgiven. I thought it was Unforgiven. I thought she said Unforgiven. I thought it was. Well, I don't what know. is it? What the hell is, is it The uh, Forgiven? I think it might be The Forgiven because. The Unforgiven is Clint Eastwood, isn't it? Uh, yeah, so. It's, yeah, it's, it's probably The Forgiven. Not new. The Forgiven. And, and, um, it sounds a, a bit uh, shades of um, Midnight Express. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Sort of in trouble yeah, in, a, right. in, yep. a, in an Arab country, 
That, you know, I just, mm-hmm. oh, man. I, did you see Midnight Express, Andy? No. Oh, that'll, that'll mess with your head. Back in the day. Huh? Oh, man. I, that I was back in the day. I myself avoiding things like that. Uh, that is, that's one of those movies that kept, it keeps me away from the cinema because I just, oh, God, that's, it still troubles me. That, that, whole, that whole movie just really troubles me. I understand. Mm-hmm. All right, that's going to do it. So we will talk to you tomorrow with the family.